welcome to the Wanting to Wealthy podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Hogan. As someone who grew up in a pretty scarce environment and came out of college with a lot of debt, stuff, and insecurity, I thought that was just the lot I had to deal with in life. After several years of this, I decided that there had to be another way and gave away over half of my stuff, started working on my debt, and began looking at things through a lens that focused on my values and not what I thought others thought I should be doing. This podcast is all about the journey that happens from wanting to wealthy, and I'm so glad you decided to be part of it. Thank you to all of my current and future Patreon supporters. Patreon tiers start as little as a dollar a month, and depending on the tier you choose, you can get discounts to upcoming events and workshops, as well as being part of the community of individuals and families working to change their money story through actions, support, and accountability. If you're ready to become a Patreon member, go to patreon.com slash wanting to wealthy. Welcome back. It is time for the annual uh, podcast episode about um, being with my child. And um, I'm calling it Preschoolers Part 2 because he is still in that preschool age. Um, and, but he's totally different and changed from the way it was last year. Um, he definitely has more of his own opinions and things like that now. Um, and so my plan is to just go through a quote, typical day, which is really loose at the moment for what typical looks like. Um, and, and then also talk about transitions, um, into, schooling um as he is getting the question a lot oh are you gonna start kindergarten this fall and um I have opinions on that so we'll talk about that as well so in the morning my son is still a very um very much a morning person, but as he grows, he is also becoming more independent, and we live in an area where he can utilize said independence, and I am not a morning person, um, and he's getting up at like, you know, 6.30 in the morning, uh, quite a bit before I get up, Um, and he because he's gained so much independence and um, likes to do things on his own, he's started doing a couple of things. Just recently, he started letting our dogs outside so they can go to the bathroom in the morning, which is really cool. And we still have to put parameters on things like when he um, decides to go back to the barnyard by himself um, with the dogs. Um, And that's just not something that he is capable of doing at the moment because if something were to happen he could get really hurt so we tend not to have um uh, we have rules in place so he he doesn't do things that can get hurt that can get him hurt to the best of our ability of course there's always um a risk involved with that but i set out um a container of cheerios on the counter the night before so then he's able to get his own cheerios out and uh he has toys he has access to so he's able to play independently and that works really well for him um 
making that transition from um, a year ago or more when we had to uh, have a discussion about you don't wake mama up just because you don't want to be by yourself. Um, as an only child, he definitely spends more time with adults or by himself than he does with other kids. So I make intentional decisions in my day to make sure that he does get time with other kids. Um, and if you choose or are in a position where you only have one child, that's something that we definitely need to um, consciously consider. Um, one way that that shows up for us is that he talks um, with more articulation and with larger words than typical kids his age do. And that's because he talks to adults all day long, <laughs> um, which is neither good nor bad. Uh, it's just different. Um, so he can get his own Cheerios. He can get himself dressed in the morning. And um, I allow him to choose whether or not he wants to get dressed um as of the last like week he has not been wanting to change out of his jammies and you know we could force that rule upon him that he has to put on regular uh, you know regular clothes quote unquote but then at the same point why and i always try and ask myself like is this harming himself or harming others in any way? And if the answer is no to that, I just let him make that choice. Does he look ridiculous sometimes? <laughs> yes. The other day he was wearing um, blue rubber boots, uh, a bright green pair of shorts, uh, an orange, uh, no, a green, sh green shorts, green shirt, and an orange hat bright orange hat and that's just what he wanted to wear so you know I, I don't I don't care <laughs> um his clothes were clean he is you know healthy and nothing offensive was on the clothing and it didn't bother anybody so he can make that choice and when he chooses to um change his clothes, then that gives him that form of independence, um, being his own person, um, that we are developing these humans to be. Um, so coming back to where I said that I have to make conscious decisions in my life to, to make sure that he has time with other kids. Um, I do that in a way that still doesn't costs a lot of money. I could be doing that by having him go to um, the Boys and Girls Club or having him go to uh, summer camps. And not all of us have access to those kind of resources to be able to afford to do things like that. So um, I'm going to give you a couple of free options. One is getting together for play dates. Um, in my town, we have a mom that I met at the library who um, sets up uh, park play dates. So any kids can come that are, their moms are part of this group. Uh, and within that, she often will do things like clothing swaps, kids clothing, adult clothing, but then we are getting the, the kids are getting time to spend with one another. 
and we're getting access to resources that we need uh, to both get rid of from our home and maybe our kids the next size up and we can do some trading and things like that. And that um, gives the kids the social aspect and the parents the social aspect, but it also reduces the cost of, you know, having tiny humans. Um, another thing that we do is people that uh, we have met along the way, we have some people that we really like hanging out with. So we'll go back and forth on um, playdates at my house versus at their house. And um, they don't happen super often, but then those kids get that one-on-one -on -one time with another child uh, similar to their age range. Um, and that we know that they like, so they get the one-on-one -on -one time there, they get the more group play during the larger get-togethers at the parks. Um, but again, the, the cost there is the cost of, of um, driving. And if you're close enough, you could walk to one another or walk to the park, or uh, you could carpool if you have someone near you that could uh, split that cost with you. Um, another thing we do, most libraries will have some sort of summer reading program or uh, story time for young kids, uh, especially in the summertime. Um, and so we will go to the library, our library, it's on Tuesdays, um, and they are also getting access to the school district's free lunch program. So, um, you it's I don't know the ins and outs of that program but it's my understanding that it's through the school district and it's a government-based program and um, they bring the food to the kids at the library and um, as long as they are under the age of 18 they can get a meal that day so if you're uh, in a position where food is harder to get a hold of that's always an option um, and it also gives the kids the, the, the skills of standing in line, taking turns, um, being able to sit and eat with a group of friends and then go and play and do some other things uh, at the library. And you don't have to go to library just on story time day. Um, a lot of the libraries will have some toys and games that the kids can play there um, in the children's section. Um, and then oftentimes we'll go there and there's somebody else who also has brought their kids there and it helps the kids work on sharing and being considerate of others in that they need to be quiet, not yell or hit or things like that. Um, and they're still getting that interaction even though they're, they are not, or in this case for summer, we're not in a proper preschool setting um, or going into kindergarten, for example, where, where they're forced to interact with other kids um, or having siblings at home where they're forced to interact with other kids. So we do that. Um, we have lunch there and then often we will go see my husband at his job, which I understand is a privilege as well. Um, and days that we don't go to the library, we might go to the mommy and me swim time, which is an hour. Um, and this again is, is our, uh, public pool program, but check into your public pool program because a lot of times they'll have like an hour for you and a kiddo to swim in a smaller pool or the warm pool. That's not that expensive. Right now it's $4.50 for us to go for the hour. That's 
cheaper than getting a, a coffee at Starbucks right now, right? Um, and that gives exercise and the ability to, um, again, interact with other people. Sometimes the kids are playing with um, their moms and and then or their their um, adults, and then other times the kids are interacting with one another. And I've noticed that as my son's gotten older, from last year to this year, is that he tends to want to interact with other kids a little bit more. He's a little bit more outgoing. Um, and the cool part about summertime is that there's always so many different things to do, um, fairs and festivals and things like that. And oftentimes when they're, when they're young, sometimes up to age 12, it's free for them to get into the fair. So if you can afford for your ticket into the fair, then your kiddo can go in for free and that reduces the cost per person. Um, and then I, suggest that if they will give you access to things like water bottles, bringing water bottles in, um, or using drinking fountains, if they will allow you to, uh, bring in your own meal, do a picnic lunch to reduce the cost. But oftentimes at say the county fairs, um, they will have a kid section of things that are free to do. So you don't have to go spend hundred dollars for them to go ride carnival rides and play games. You can go to the kids area and there's oftentimes water tables um, and big yard games and maybe puppet shows and things like that where you can do those items without having to pay for them. Um, and they are sometimes sponsored uh, by local businesses, things like that. Um, so, you know, you can pay it forward when you have the ability to um, in the future by supporting that local business or putting it on Facebook and saying, hey, we're having a great time at this event sponsored by this business. They um, will get seen and will get advertisement out of you without you actually having to spend any money, um, whether you want to or you're choosing not to or it's not within your budget right now they'll still get that free advertising because you've shouted them out on social media, which is a great way to um, continue to have those types of resources. Um, other things you see at county fairs are the livestock, getting the, the kids where they can go and see the cows, see the horses, see even the, the guinea pigs and the rabbits allows them to see older children, um, learning and developing skills in animal husbandry, as well as understanding uh, or beginning to understand that our meat comes from animals um, and that these kids have put in their time, energy, and effort to growing these animals that will then either go through auction or potentially, um, if they didn't make market weight, need to be sold private sale there at the fair. Um, and they get to interact with animals, especially if you live in the city and you're not um, getting that that consistent interaction um, with animals the way those of us that live on a farm are. Um, and there are non-animal-based 4-H and FFA activities um, at the fair too, statics and um food uh preparations and photography and things like that and 
the public going and interacting with those things definitely help the kids who have put in their effort to do these items. They get to see value in what they're working on, so on and so forth. So what I'm saying is that I pick a lot of different activities that I get to have time with my kiddo as well as he gets time with other kids and he gets to experience something new and we try and do it at low or no cost. Um, one more I'm going to throw out there is hikes. Go to the, go hiking or go to the beach, go walk on the beach. And what you could do is um, have uh get on pinterest real quick if you want to or i can make some and get um nature hike scavenger hunt or make one up yourself make one up uh based off of colors uh of the rainbow so um we're gonna do a we're gonna do a nature hike and we're gonna do a scavenger hunt and find one red item and one yellow item and one orange item and one green item and go through the whole um the whole rainbow of colors in that way that helps to keep your kid's mind uh, actively going and focused on a task while also being outside while also getting to interact with nature while also doing something free okay um the one other thing that my kiddo does is he um he does he uses a program called abc mouse and the program does have an annual subscription um but it allows them to start working with numbers and letters and um early reading and uh, a form of money exchange because they earn tickets for each task that they complete and with those tickets they can then go and buy digital items um, and if they run out of tickets, then they don't get to buy digital items and they have to go back and learn. So it's starting to introduce that money concept to them, um, even at this, this super young age. As you know, I talk to my son a lot about money um, and I don't hide it from him. Um, so once we've picked some sort of that activity and we do it uh, at least a couple of days a week, um, uh, one day taught, uh, one day minimum, uh, a week, we will go to the library. Then we try and add a couple other days in there while we're doing all of our normal things. Right now we're building a, a office right now. We are, um, I'm working. My husband's working. My husband started a business last year. Like we've got a lot of things going on, but with a four-year-old, um, an hour pocket or a 10 minute pocket, we, uh, helps them also feel that they are getting um, attention and they are not just tertiary to whatever it is you're working on. Um, one thing that we have started doing recently is we make sure that we have a few minutes to play with my son one-on-one. -on -one. We each take about five minutes a day, just five minutes, and he looks so forward to getting that five minutes with daddy and that five minutes with mama um, to just have that one-on-one -on -one interaction. So in the afternoon, 
So what we've done so far, he's gotten up, he's let the dogs out, he's gotten his Cheerios, he's played, um, we've gone and done an activity, say it's the library day, we've also had lunch, we've gone to my husband's work and said hi to my husband, and then we come home and he rests, even if he doesn't take a nap, he has uh, at least an hour where he's in his quiet room with not a bunch of toys. He has stuffed animals and books, and that allows his brain to decompress from all the stimulation we've been giving him throughout the day, and it allows me to decompress for a few minutes, right? Um, sometimes he sleeps, sometimes he doesn't sleep, but we, we call it rest time, so he has that downtime to actually do it. So after rest time, we do our evening chores. At our house, we have uh, a garden, we have plants to water, we have weeding to do, we have cows to feed, we have stalls to clean, and he gets to help as much or as little as he wants to. And oftentimes, he wants to help me with these things. So if he chooses to help me, that's great. He's spending time with me, he's learning responsibilities, so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, he's four. I'm not going to force him to do any of these things yet. Okay. Um, so after we do our evening chores, we have dinner um, and we take a bath and then we do our evening routine. And um, if he has slept that day, it is a little bit later in the evening than on days he only rested because if he didn't actually sleep his brain while a little more rested is still quite tired um and then we will start that again uh the next day and um every day is is a little different um but we we kind of follow that same similar routine as much as we can because um, he still really enjoys kind of knowing, okay, what's next? Um, or sometimes when he's eating his Cheerios in the morning, he'll ask me, um, what's the plan today? Because he wants to know what's happening. And I tell him, um, so he's aware that, you know, we're going to this place today or we're going to that place today or we're staying home and working today and, and that uh, helps him manage his expectations for the day uh, and I can direct him through the day uh, as well. So one more thing I wanted to bring up because he's been getting the question a lot. Now he is four. He will be five in November. So he was born after the cutoff to go into kindergarten for this year. So he will actually go into kindergarten next year. And um, with that said, I don't like it when people ask him if he is going to be going to kindergarten next year. This is an assumption, A, that he's not in school now, B, that he has to go to an in-person school and see that if I say no, for some reason he's behind and he's not doing what he should be doing next year. And it, one, it's, it's none of anybody's business. Um, two, I think they're trying honestly to make conversation. However, <coughs> excuse me. However, um, it can be confusing for kids at this age um, when 
you are trying to make the decision, am I going to homeschool? Am I going to do online schooling? Am I going to do public school? Um, how is this going to work for us and our family? Is he even eligible to go to school this fall? Those are nuances way beyond his understanding, and it's not fair to him to not know how to explain that that's something that's happening for him or not happening for him. So, you know, if you really want to know, ask the parent, but it's really none of your business uh, in general what grade the kid's going into or if the kid's going into uh, a public school system. And I can do a whole episode on, on my thoughts on public schools. However, I also know that I am in a place of privilege in that I get to make the choice as to whether or not he's going into a public school, uh, under what context, so on and so forth. And um, I know that not everybody gets to choose that situation. Um, and that can also bring up sore spots for for people uh, for a, a number of reasons, including if you were part of a, a traumatic event at a school, um, if you have uh, anxiety with your child going to school now because of often, uh, because of the frequency of traumatic events that happen at schools, um, that maybe you are wanting to uh, go with a more, with a uh, religious program. So you're going to be doing homeschooling or private schooling. Um, maybe your child is development de developmentally delayed in some way. And that is uh, anxiety inducing and, or they just don't understand that it's going to, they meaning the child, that it's going to be different for them than quote, average children. And I use that air quotes very aggressively because every ch child is unique and different and every situation is unique and different. Um, so my request is that when you see a kiddo and they tell you, hey, I'm four or I'm five or I'm three, ask them what their favorite color is. Ask them what their um, favorite uh pet is. Ask them what their favorite piece of clothing is. Not whether or not they're going to school because that's such a nuanced conversation. Um, and then if you have the relationship with the parent, ask the parent if that's what you want to do. And be okay if the parent's like, you know what, it's none of your business. Um, so I hope this has been helpful to kind of see a day in life um, year over year of how our routines and whatnot have changed. And um, my kiddo uh, getting the interaction uh, in places that are not other siblings um, to interact with other kids. And hopefully I've given you some ideas on ways to get your kiddo out the door, away from the TV, um, and interacting with their surroundings, animals, other people, other kids, um, nature, so on and so forth, um, in a way that makes you and your kiddo um, enjoy the situation more and hopefully, uh, do that at a lower price point, 
um, or at a price point that matches whatever your budget happens to be. All right, we will see you in a couple of weeks um, for another interview podcast. Thank you so much for supporting myself and the Wanting to Wealthy podcast. For more free content, consider signing up for the monthly newsletter at wantingtowealthy.com slash subscribe. Please share the podcast with someone you think can get value from it and screenshot yourself listening and share it on social media. I would love it if you tag me at Wanting to Wealthy when you do. If you are ready to take the next step for yourself and your financial journey, become a community member at patreon.com slash wanting to wealthy. The Wanting to Wealthy podcast was produced, recorded, and edited by myself, Ashley Hogan.